Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fake Nuts podcast. This is season three, episode 38. Or if you've been here from the beginning and you're keeping track of that kind of thing, this is episode number 138. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are back. We are still isolated in our respective studios. Craig in the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio, me in the Frank Gore Memorial Extension Studio. But we are back because we got nothing better to do. And no. we have we want to be able to provide you guys with some sort of distraction. I hope everyone is safe and sound. Craig, how the hell are you holding up in the the Blake Bortles bunker over there? Uh, we're okay. We got our uh, Peapod order that we did two weeks ago today. Jeez, man. Yeah, Peapod's Peapod is busy. Backed up. If you need food, I would highly recommend trying Instacart if you don't want to go out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna divulge the secret that you and I figured out about Instacart. Yes. Which go, go ahead. Okay, so if you log in Instacart any given day at like four or five o'clock, you'll see in the afternoon, you'll see probably delivery guaranteed in the next four days. If you log on just just around eight o'clock Eastern time, that's when a lot of their shoppers log in for the day. The reason there seems to be such a long wait when you try to do it in the afternoon is Instacart hedges its bets. It doesn't want to take orders it's not going to be able to fill. So it counts on like a dozen or so shoppers in your area, depending on how populous your area is, to sign on in the morning and take on jobs. But most mornings at 8 o'clock, about 20 people sign on. So all of a sudden they're like, oh, we have eight more people than we expected. Start taking immediate orders again. Yep. So getting there first thing in the morning is the best way to do it. Peapod, they use a set. They, they just they schedule people. Yeah, set schedule. They, they 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 have seven people doing it. They expect six of them to show up. They plan for one or two callouts, and that's it. So that that's not going to change. You're not going to get you're not going to get a, a better thing with that. And I just realized I closed the timer. Oh, I got one. We're good. Okay. I, oh wait, no, there is nope. still running. It's okay. still running. Okay. Um. <laughs> So anyway, so yes, I, I liked Instacart a great deal. My issue with Instacart, I just don't trust people to pick out my groceries. There is that. I mean, like I said, just um, manually select the, uh, if they're out of something, manually select the replacement. Because if not, Instacart does it for them. Yes, and then, and then you get a text message saying, do you want this or not? And if you don't respond in time, you get it. Right. But beyond that, these guys are picking out my carrots these guys are picking out my chopped meat. I, I want to control those things. I don't trust some guy who's running around trying to get seven orders at once to get some good-looking chopped meat. And, and, and having, having worked in a meat department for <laughs> more than I would like to admit of my teenage years, I know what good meat looks like and what bad meat looks like. It's, I do not have to be one of those people, and, and this is a quick side story. We, Craig and I are friends with the first people who own Freiburg out here in Milford, Connecticut. Um, it's a it's a Belgian fry specialty store that makes fantastic food. Um, he does sandwiches and French fries and everything. Really nice guy. Really good friend of ours. The other day he had to go and get some, he had to go on the fly and just pick up some Italian sausage. He was running low at the store. Delivery wasn't coming in. He's like, I'm just gonna go pick up two packages of Italian sausage so I can have sausage pepper grinder say or whatever he was doing. He goes to the store and there is one guy in the meat aisle. And where is that guy parked? Right in sausage. front of the Italian sausage. <laughs> of course. Right right there. Because what are the odds? Right there. And, of course, he's like, well, social distancing and all that stuff. So he stays back like 10 feet. And he said 
And this guy is looking at every package. He's picking it up. He's turning it around. He's looking at it. He's putting them back down. And our buddy is like, I'm trying to keep track of which ones he hasn't touched because I don't know who this guy is. And he seems to be manhandling as much of the meat product as he possibly can. And she, he was like, he's like, so I, I, I had like two or three packages. I knew he had not touched while I was there. And the moment he was out of the way, I swooped in and grabbed those packages and ran. <laughs> and he put nice. this all on Facebook. It was hysterical. I'm like, this poor guy is just trying to run a business here. <laughs> But I'm getting ahead of ourselves. I have we haven't even started where we always start. That that's how that's how out of it I am with everything going on with the virus. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, tonight. So yesterday. Now for me, I'm a naturally an introvert. So being at home for long swaths of time isn't really affecting me. Yeah. But if you had your choice, this would be the life you would live. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but, you know, you should drive your car around, not just run it idle if you're not going anywhere. Right. So it's good to drive it around. So I drove, I don't know, like 20 minutes to Orange. I went to the Best Buy parking lot, hung out there a little bit, and then drove back. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, you know, while I was in the parking lot, I'm like, you know what? Two Roads is on the way home. And uh, they're doing curbside pickup. Fantastic! I've used it twice myself. I I have a hundred dollars or so worth of two roads merch of two road supplies in my fridge right now because nice. I was just like, I I, I don't want to right, give me two four packs so the, of this, two of that. The cool thing, so I got a uh, cruise control because nice. Laura likes it, and I might Solid. make more bread. Laura um, likes cruise control. She doesn't mind it. I mean, the Hefeweizen is still her favorite in the road jam, but that's what I mean. She likes the more more of the fruit flavored and definitely more of the wheat um, style. So I'm surprised she likes the cruise control. I got myself some Expressway because that's always a good default for me. Co- coffee, beer, and Craig, man. Yep. If you if you ever it. meet Craig in a dark alley, just hand him a coffee beer. <laughs> uh, and then I picked up some of the hazy cloud uh, as well. Oh, the cloud, the cloudy, the, whatever the hell it's called. Yes, yes. But I was like, you know what? I want to try the Wee Demon. But they only had a 12-pack of it. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to buy that much if I don't like it. So I took it out of the cart. So I ordered it. You pay with Apple Pay on your phone or whatever. Go there, Mm -hmm. call them. They bring it out. Now, I didn't look at what he was holding because it was in cardboard thing. And he put it in my trunk. And I went home, went to get it. And I look. There is, which I didn't know until I opened my trunk. There's right. a a ticket for a free beer when they reopen. Yep. Saying thanks for supporting us. There's a little bottle of hand sanitizer that they made. Yep. A li- just a little tiny sample bottle. It's got to be like about yep. one ounce. Yep. And but it's fantastic they gave it to us. And one and. can of Wee Demon. <gasps> they just threw in there. So so you're trying it? I tried it. Yesterday I tried it, but today okay. right now I'm I'm drinking the Expressway. So all of that to tell me that you're not drinking the beer you're telling me a story about. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I am not drinking tonight. I have diet soda tonight. And the only reason that after I just told you there's $100 worth of beer in my fridge is just my wife hasn't been feeling well. And I know karma will come for me. If she's going to get <laughs> truly ill and need to go to a doctor, it'll be on a, a Monday night as I've had like two or three beers and she'll be like, can, can you take me to go see it? Oh, yeah, I, I'm fine to drive. Let's go. So I am just – I'm playing it sober because and, – and and I've been very open on this podcast about my anxiety. Even if the karma isn't coming for me, my anxiety is. I'll be laying in bed tonight at like midnight and I'll hear the little voice in the back of my head will go, you know she's sick, right? 
you know, if, if, if she had to go to like to a hospital or something right now, you would not be able to take your wife. What a terrible husband you are. My God, I'd divorce you myself if I wasn't stuck inside your skull. So that that's what will happen. So I'm sitting there saying, myself, you know what? Sober podcast tonight. Play it safe. And then this way, karma can't catch up to me and my, my wife will feel better. Um, right. So, I mean, you can yeah. save it for our virtual happy hour. I, which we've been doing once a week now. We've been doing a virtual happy hour. Uh, Craig, and, Craig, his family, me and my family, and a couple of our friends, which reminds me. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Deb takes play time, uh, t- does does participate in our virtual happy hour. Um, you know, I, I I think I think what I'm going to start to do, Craig. I, I think I want to start doing because I, I did a quick Facebook live today, just to say hello to people and to, to promote the podcast. I think I'm going to maybe consider offering a set time for a Facebook live uh, for folks to come and ask questions if they feel like it, or to just oh, that's cool. kind of babble on in addition to the podcast. Sure. So. I mean, I don't know if we can do it the way we're doing this recording now, but it's something to look at. But all right, let's do some burning hot takes. Sure. Yeah, it's an off-season episode, so you can tell you can tell it's an off-season episode, and then I'm bored out of my skull because I'm just rambling tonight. If this were a normal week episode, I'd already be halfway through the quarterback rankings of the metric and complaining <laughs> how it wants me to use Ryan Tannehill. But so, Craig, give yeah. or receive. I will give. What do you got for me? Um. So. You, you're well aware that the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. For a bag of nuts. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, they. I just want to get your thoughts on this. They asked O'Brien about why they made that trade, that no one on earth knows why they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, basically, it was just really about money. And that's why they traded him. Do you believe him? No. No, I don't. And 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 the reason being is I know I yes, DeAndre Hopkins did want more money. He did want to reopen contract negotiations. That is absolutely true. Multiple sources have verified that um, that he was not happy with his contract. When players aren't happy with their contract, what do they typically do? Oh, you're asking. I didn't know if that was rhetorical. Yeah, I'm just asking. I'm... <laughs> they well, typically they well depend. I mean, they hold out or they negotiate or. You know. Right. With three years left on the deal, DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. That People tend to hold, hold out with a year or two. I, I think it's rare. It's pretty rare. And I, I say this, and I guarantee I get a text from Cinch 15 minutes after this episode drops going, I can name seven guys who held out with three years on their deal. <laughs> I guarantee it'll come. But for my money, I look at the guys, the most of them hold out. They're, they've got maybe a year or two, or they're on a rookie deal, things of that nature. DeAndre Hopkins has three years on his deal. He was looking for around $18 million. He was getting twelve. He was not going to hold out for that for that $6 million, even though that's a, that's a substantial raise. He was not going to risk his free agency eligibility. He would have shown up and played for the 12, and he would have probably been in the owner's ear the entire season, and he would have played his ass off for you as he's done for the last five years there has it been five years he's been there i'm gonna pull it up while we talk Um, he has played his ass off for them let's see hold up his stats right now pro pro football reference.com thank you the answer is he's always been there since 2013 so you know what he's played seven seasons there he's played seven seasons Aside from his rookie year, he's been under a thousand yards once. Oh, and by the way, well, he wasn't injured that year. But he had 954 yards. He had seven, only had 78 receptions. That was 2016. By the way, 
he's been selected to the Pro Bowl the last three years and four of the last five. His worst season, his worst season outside of that one year, take away his rookie year and take away the the 2016 Texans, which if I remember correctly, that was when uh, didn't they bring somebody terrible and they'd be quarterback? Might have been still, might have been, might have been Carr still. I don't even know. Um, but he had 954 yards. Other than that, he hasn't been under 1,100 yards. His worst year outside of that weird year in 2016 was this past year when he caught 104 passes for 1,165 yards. Wow, that's a lot of passes. His his catch rate continues to go up. He caught 69% of the passes thrown at him this year. He's never caught under 50% of his targets. Never. His yards from scrimmage is exceptional. He's got a 13.6 yard per touch. I mean, come on, guys. He's not going to hold out. Is my whole point. He is not going to hold out. Okay? So to say, well, I was worried because he wants more money is the reason to trade him is really more Bill O'Brien acknowledging he just made the worst trade since the kid from Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> You just traded your cow for a handful of magic beans. Hey. And that's just a simple that's that's true. I'm sorry. That's true. You know what? It's a worse trade because at least the magic beans were magic. That's David true. Johnson, they were. David Johnson, breaking news, David Johnson is not magic. No. And don't they actually you have to pay David Johnson's contract off now? Yes. Which is more than what DeAndre wanted. Probably. But they had a problem. They had a problem. With um, they had a problem with uh, with the um with the running back situation. Um, they were going to lose Carlos Hyde to free agency. Uh, who else is even still there anymore? I can't even remember who's still there. <laughs> that's that's how bad this team is. Oh, here we go. Starters and rosters for the Houston Texans. Okay. All right. Let's just let's just scroll down to. to oh, uh, Blue is Blue still there? He's is he gone? Alfred Blue isn't he dead? Yeah, uh, I hope not. There's, uh, okay, listen, right, this is a, a Duke Johnson. That's what I'm forgetting. Duke Johnson is still there. Duke Johnson's going to be your lead back. I'm looking at the other guys who are on here. None of them are. The other two guys are in their first or second year. Duke Johnson, who, by the way, has the same number of years pro as David Johnson. So you know what? You go ahead and run your backfield with Johnson and Johnson. I ain't touching <laughs> it. I ain't touching it. And it was a bad deal, and Bill O'Brien is a bad GM. This will be the third straight podcast where I have said this to all of you. <laughs> Bill O'Brien has done nothing at the coordinator or above level other than parlay better jobs. That's it. He was a great quarterback coach. He was a he was a a, a coach with the Patriots. Then he was like that. Penn State's head coach. He won a couple games at Penn State, but he bolted out of there the first chance he got. He got to Houston. He stunk at Houston. I'm sorry, Houston was Houston was a, a very talented team, and somehow he talked himself into not only keeping the job but taking on the responsibility of the GM. I, I don't see it. I don't see anywhere where this guy deserves the praise or trust that he is given. I just don't. Nope, not at all. What about you? Not Anything you would like to add to that? No, that's pretty much it. I just can't believe I can't believe how much they gave up in that trade. Which to this me is... makes it feel like and I've heard I've read this other places that that O'Brien and Hopkins just did not get along. 
at all. I think that's absolutely true. There are and that's rumors like the that, real that, reason for the trade. There are rumors that Hopkins' lifestyle, that he was not what you would consider a family man, um, was an issue, that he had a lot of uh, ladies in his life and had some kids and wasn't married. And if you're if that's if that's the way you want to look at life, then God bless you. I think that's very old fashioned, but you can't run a business based off of that. Do you know what we call what happens when you let old fashioned ideas interfere with your ability to run a business? We call it Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we call it Hobby Lobby. The, and there's a reason why, you know, we don't I personally don't support businesses like that. Your ethics are your own, and I'm not going to question those. But when you bring them into the workplace and start to enforce them on your employees, that just has crossed the line to me. The only thing that makes sense about this trade is that someone hit Bill O'Brien over the head and convinced him that it was 2017, because that was the that we'd be coming off of the 1200 um, 1200 yard 16 rushing touchdown year that David Johnson had. Because, folks, and don't forget, he immediately then hurt himself the first game of 2017. Yes. David Johnson had one good year. One good year. He played all 16 games the year after he hurt himself. In 2018, he didn't have 1,000 yards. No. He didn't average four yards a carry. No. This year, he played 13 games. He didn't break 400 yards. No. <laughs> His and, Oh, well, well, he didn't have the opportunities, Britt. Great. He still had a 3.7 yards per attempt. Don't tell me you don't have an opportunity and don't get four yards of carry. Yep. I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You get five yards per carry and you don't get a thousand yards in a season. Now you talk to me about opportunities. <laughs> so Craig and I have been consistent on this. David Johnson is a waste of our time fantasy wise. And now he's Bill O'Brien's problem and the city of Houston's problem. But th- that's all there is that's to that. That's sad. Curious. That's sad. That's all there is to that. So. All right. Um, okay. Uh, oh, okay. So here was the news today. So my question for you. The NFL announced today, April 6th, um, that Roger Goodell has informed all 32 NFL clubs that the NFL draft this year would pr- proceed in a fully virtual format league and club facilities are set to remain closed indefinitely uh in order to remain in compliance with the current regulations clubs were advised to prepare to conduct the draft outside of their facilities uh craig is this the new way to do the draft or is this the 2020 only way to do the draft um you know what i think uh when we come out the other side of this whole thing a lot of things are going to change and this this might be one of them or, mm-hmm. or you know, they they scale it back a lot. Like, you know, the draft, you know, the when they have the draft, it's crowded, it's busy, there's people, you know, it's a giant event. This, this year is going to be done virtually, so everyone's going to be, you know, social distancing. Yep. Next year, you know, let's hypothetically say it's still around, but it's not the issue that it is. Mm-hmm. I can see them either continuing to do it this way or... They have teams in separate rooms, which I mean, they may or may not do. That might seem silly. So, hopefully, well, the- they have a good internet connection when they do this because yes, I've seriously. seen people. Now, I watched WrestleMania. That was going to be one of my questions for you today, too. It was broadcast. You know, they had the event, and there were no fans. They pre recorded it, too. Right. Yep. 
So it it's um <clears throat> the connect like there was no drop off in quality of the signal of the show. That's good. But you watch some of these news people, they're at home or they have interviews with people. They sound worse than this podcast does. Yes. <laughs> and it makes it makes me sad. Yep. So I whatever they do, I just hope they figure that part out. Absolutely. I so one of the one of the driving things behind this was Roger Goodell's constant quest for equality. He has this big thing. The owners don't want equality. The owners want their team to get preferential treatment. That's the way that works. But some of the NFL clubs were not going to be able to access their facilities because their state was in a lockdown and maybe some weren't. So that was where Goodell was like, well, listen, if Andy Reid has to draft from his basement, you all got to draft from your basement. That's really the biggest driving force behind this. If you all can't be in Vegas, then no one's going to be in Vegas. That's fair. And that it, that's really, you know, it was like looking at the regulations saying, okay, some states still haven't enacted, enacted a lockdown. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> don't get me started. Is Pennsylvania still on the list? Pennsylvania was on the list until about a week ago. I have no idea if Pennsylvania is one of the, the eight states that are still left. Oh, no, they, I, they they closed everything, including liquor stores. Pennsylvania did? Yeah. Wow. When this started, they closed everything and liquor stores, and it was a giant problem for people. <laughs> Wow. All right, hold on a second. I'm looking I'm looking up right now. States that don't have a coronavirus lockdown. Uh this is just an interview from NPR. I just want a list of states. Georgia, Iowa. Okay, here we go. North Dakota. Oh. Okay. States that don't have formal lockdowns. No, I don't want to buy eyelash extensions. Sure you go do. away. Okay. South Carolina. Where are the Carolina Panthers? They're in North Carolina, right? Um, Outside of Charlotte, I think. So they would be under lockdown. South Carolina, Alabama, Missouri. Do you know who plays in Missouri? Who plays in Missouri? Super Bowl champion, Kansas Um, City Chiefs. uh, You sure Kansas City's not in Kansas? No, but it's on the border. That's why Mm. it's... No, but they're, they're, they're technically in Missouri. The stadium's in Missouri. Oklahoma doesn't have a lockdown. Texas. Okay. Dallas and Houston, right there. The other two states on the list, if this if this list is accurate, if this list is completely accurate, then no, this isn't right. Okay, never mind, never mind. I am way off on this. I, I'm looking at a color coded map, and it's uh, trying to explain yeah, to me. Yeah, the Panthers are in Charlotte. Okay, there are still five states with no lockdown order. This is correct. Okay. This is correct. Take two. There are five. Yeah, take two. Five states with no lockdown order. Both Dakotas, nobody okay. plays there. Nope. Nebraska, nobody plays there. Cornhuskers. Well, I'm talking about NFL, yeah. <laughs> Iowa uh, and Arkansas. Nope. nope. There are no NFL teams in any of the places without lockdowns. But those other states I mentioned, like Missouri and Texas, have partial lockdowns. So there is the possibility that Jerry Jones is still going into Jerry Jones' office in Jerry Jones' stadium. Whereas folks in New York with the Jets and the Giants would not be able to access their facilities at all. So that's where really he was coming from on this. He's like, we really need to be fair to folks. So the easiest way to do it is to punish everybody (laughs) and make them all make them all do a Zoom meeting. (laughs) So my advice to all you NFL coaches and GMs and and players and draft nominees, nominees. Yep, everybody get yourself a good Zoom background 
because this is for the love of God. Don't make your link public. Yes, and don't and listen. Wear pants. And if you're hanging out with friends and you're going to do another meeting, check your filters. Did you see the article this week about the lady who showed up as a meeting as a potato? Oh, yeah, and she couldn't undo it. She couldn't figure out how to turn her off. The... She's sitting in a meeting, and she was the supervisor. So she's sitting it was her in a meeting. Super... <laughs> it was her meeting, and she shows up dressed as a potato because that's the filter <laughs> she has on Zoom. She looks like something out of a talking TV show, like like the freaking Annoying Orange or something. <laughs> that's what it looked like. That's exactly what it looked like. So she was a potato. It's been all over the Internet. Now she's going to be a meme forever. Yes, she's famous. And no one knows who she is. You know, I mean, except and for the I've people seen, that work for her, I guess. Yeah, I've seen some interesting. I've seen some interesting backgrounds. Somebody took a picture, uh, took the picture of Trump talking at the last um, State of the Union, and took Trump out of the picture and put himself in there, so it looks like he's talking at the State of the Union. <laughs> um, you can that's, see Mike Pence good. and Nancy Pelosi, but yeah, stuff like that. One guy just got a picture of mountains of toilet paper and put that as his background and make it look like he's got a ton of toilet paper. <laughs> Things like that. So, so yeah, word to the wise. If you got to do Zoom, think before you Zoom. Yes. There's your there's your episode title. Think before <laughs> you Zoom, NFL folks. Think for, And listen, and put yourself in a room that has a lock on the door because your kids are coming in, the dog's coming in, your wife's coming in, and the last thing you want is to be talking to Mel Kuyper and have some little kid come in and start screaming. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if you overheard, and I won't use his name on the air, but one of our friends from our league um, is a principal for a, a middle school. Um, Craig knows exactly who I'm talking about, but he decided he was going to use one of those grade school kind of broadcast message platforms to send out a daily message to his students while they're doing their homeschooling. And his five-year-old proudly walked into the room and screamed, I'm trying to poop over here. In the middle of this message that was going out to all of the kids that he works with. So you lock the door. They don't know. Lock the door. All right. One more question. What else you got? Um, so we'll go back to wrestling because it's sort of uh, football related. Yeah, I want to talk about wrestling anyway. So go. I want to hear about your right. thoughts on WrestleMania. So let's start with a question. I want to hear your thoughts on the overall thing. Sure. Uh, so there is a new 24-7 champion. Oh, Jesus, I saw this. It is, it is Rob Gronkowski. Yep. Rob Gronkowski said he's won three championships, but that's all in the past now. So it's time for him to have a new championship, and he is now the new 24-7 champion. Yep. What are your thoughts on Rob Gronkowski wrestling? Are you surprised? So, no, not in, not in the slightest. No? Not in the slightest. Um, there, was ta- there was rumors he was talking about joining WWE from like the moment he retired. Apparently, he's been a big wrestling fan his whole life. He's wanted to do this before. He just, you know. Um, My first thought was I I saw the brief clip, like the last 10 seconds of the match in which he won the championship, in which it was like just 30 guys just all struggling to get a hold of the champion because that's how the 24-7 championship works. It's find this guy, have a referee with you, and a match can happen anywhere. Match can happen at the gym. It can happen yep. out on the street corner. It can happen in your living room. It's anywhere. like a, it's like an extreme version of Money in the Bank. Yes, yes. Um, so it, it just it just happens. So all these guys were beating on the champion, and it got over by where Rob Gronkowski was doing his little host bit and almost like a little scaffolding thing. 
and Gronk just jumped down on the pile and pinned the guy and ran off with the belt. And the only thing I could think to my think to myself is Rob Gronkowski just jumped into a pile of sweaty, huffing <laughs> men. Yes. In the middle of the coronavirus outbreak. Yes. I'm going to put a 20% chance he contracted coronavirus just by <laughs> jumping off at the top of that and landing on a bunch of guys all breathing on him. <laughs> it's I, it's possible. It's possible. It I'm not possible. wishing it on him. I certainly hope he's healthy. But I was just like, what a stupid-ass time to pull this particular kind <laughs> of stunt. What a stupid-ass time. You know you, you know what I would have done? I would have done something different where, Ra, where Gronk – runs down and helps the guy and they run backstage and, and then he hits like, him yeah all right you go in there man i'm gonna cover you just make sure there's nobody in there when a guy turns around blam over the back of the head with a chair pin him now you're only exposed to one sweaty huffy guy right your odds are better <laughs> that's true this, this was true. nuts <laughs> this was nuts so all right so so my take on it is it's nuts what's your take and i don't want to hear your take on wrestlemania it actually happened so like quick because the way they had it, like, he was one of the hosts. Right. So when he started talking, because they showed him while those guys were running out, so mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it. And then I, I turned around, and he, like, I went in the kitchen to get a drink, and I turned around, and he's running off with a belt. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Yep. So it's it's very quick. It's very quick. Yep. Uh, it's uh, It was very, very quick. Um. So I'm seeing an article now. So what was your what was your thoughts on the overall event? I think for what they had to work with. Now, I will say it was weird to watch because there's no no audience whatsoever. It's just the wrestlers, the ref, and then the announcers are, you know, on the side. So excuse me, it was a little weird at first till I got used to it. So it was a weird it felt like either they were practicing or we were playing a wrestling game and fighting for the chicken championship. That's a whole other story. Given given those facts, I think all the performers did really well. Like they they went out there, they had their music, they still acted like there were fifty thousand people around them. Mm-hmm. Uh so in that respect that was they put in a lot and it, it showed. So uh Kevin Nash, the legendary uh diesel Yes. Um, and one of the founding members, the NWO. By the way, the NWO was supposed to be the headliner into the WWE Hall of Fame this weekend. Oh, really? They were going to. Nice. Yeah, they, they were supposed to. And obviously that's been postponed. They're they're looking at possibly doing it during SummerSlam, which I think is June or July. Um, but he texted. Uh, he tweeted out this morning. The company is called World Wrestling Entertainment. I was entertained. Stephanie McMahon said, we're bringing this to you to take you away from where we are. I was immersed and not watching the news. Thank you, WWE, for going beyond what every other product has delivered. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, that's the thing. We're, that's that's the whole point of what we're trying to do too. We're trying to get people to think about football. Let, let's be honest. We don't know if there's going to be a football season this year, folks. We don't know. We don't. I we have, honestly don't think there's going to be a baseball season. I think I don't know that we're going to have baseball this year. I don't. And I know Cinch just threw his phone across the room because we said that. And Sean's I, crying I, in a corner. And, well, you know what? No, because I'm going to give hope to all of those who have none of them. Fellow Met, fran- metal f- fellow Met fans. Oh, I botched that bad. <laughs> fellow Met fans, hear me now. This will be the one year where they won't have time to disappoint us. Every year, <laughs> this team goes out there and sucks for the first 50 games, 
resurges for the next like 60 or 70 games and then completely collapses and disappoints <laughs> us for the last 40. This year, they will either go out there and win the World Series because they're going to just play 30 games right in that sweet spot or they're going to go 1 in 29 and never meet the expectation. Either way, we won't have to ride the roller coaster we're used to. And there's no and Noah. Am... Yeah, I, I know. Don't even get me started about that. I I I thought I was gonna have to put I thought I was gonna have to put Sean on some sort of safety check. <laughs> you still may have to. I you know so anyway. All right, so um, we have enough time. Let's do let's do the long overdue AFC South discussion. Sure. So to bring folks back to this, about 700 years ago, <laughs> uh, on the Super Bowl Sunday, which feels like a lifetime ago. Craig, Cinch, and I went to Reverie Brewing before the big game and had a few drinks. And I said, let's start talking about what teams need to address during this offseason. Regardless of what happens tonight with the Chiefs and everybody, let's talk about it. It became such an in-depth discussion, and the beer was flowing so freely (laughs) that we only got through the AFC. Previous episodes, we've talked about the North and the East. We're going to talk about the South now. Full disclosure, I wrote these notes in February, the first week of February. I also had had three or four drinks by this point. These notes, as I looked at them today, make marginal sense. (laughs) So we're going to work through this together and talk about the AFC South with notes that are completely out of date. Yep. And this is before trades, free agency. So, yep. And may or may not make a lick of sense. So let's talk. The first team we talked about was Houston. Oh, yeah. So my notes say... (laughs) Craig, I'm not sure these with Craig. Craig saw these the day we wrote them, but again, that was two full months ago. Two full months ago. So, Houston, can they win with Bill O'Brien? Can Fuller stay healthy? So let's start. We talked a little bit about Bill O'Brien. I'm just going to answer this question flat out because I've already talked it to no. death. No, they can't. <laughs> they can't. They can't win They've with tried. Bill O'Brien. They've tried. They've tried Bill O'Brien, the coach, and it hasn't gone well. And we've already started to see the results. Unless David Johnson rushes for 2,000 yards this year, it's a, that trade's a complete bust. And if he does for two, rush for 2,000 yards this year, which I will not predict, then I want lotto numbers from Bill O'Brien. So <laughs> I'll ask Craig this question. Can they win with Bill O'Brien? Can Will Fuller stay healthy? Um, well, let's start with Will Fuller. Yes, because we haven't talked about him at all. <clears throat> I hope that he can, but now that... Hopkins is gone. He's. I feel like they're gonna have to play him more. Because the other option is is nine years, nine year veteran Randall Cobb. DeAndre Carter is not coming around to what they thought he was gonna be. And the next name down on the list is Kenny Stills. Remember Kenny Stills? I do. Do you realize <laughs> he's he's been in the league for seven years already? That's crazy. That's crazy talk. I I was still in high school when he was born. So <clears throat> I mean that's. Yeah. And I'm old. <laughs> you, you, Will Fuller has to be healthy for this team to succeed. He has to, but my, has to. like I said, my concern is he's going to have to play more and he's, that's more of a chance for him to get hurt. That's it. And that's no, it. with Bill O'Brien being the coach and the GM, the Texans are stuck where they are. They're going to yeah. win between nine and 11 games and that's it. And, that's, and, that's it. I feel like in an attempt to address the running back issues we discussed earlier, they sold out their wide receiver. 
it's like saying to, it's like saying I need to get a trailer for my landscaping business because I can't fit all of my equipment in my truck. So I need one of those trailers that can just hitch to the back of my truck. And in order for me to afford the trailer, I sell the truck. Well, now I've got a trailer and nowhere, nothing to pull it with. You can't sell the truck to buy the trailer for the truck. They needed help at wide receiver. I'm sorry. They needed help at running back because they were stronger at wide receiver but instead of finding a way to balance it with their resources, they just completely gave up. If you had told me they traded Will Fuller for David Johnson, I would not be as nearly as upset as I no, am about the I feel about like that would options. be more of a fair trade. I saw an article that if that trade was made in a fantasy league that had voting, Absolutely it, voted out. it would have got declined. Absolutely voted out. And you know what? To prove that point, I'm going to pull our <laughs> league, all 10 of them this week. And I should have done it already. Honestly, I should have done it already. I will pull all 10 members of our league, and I will guarantee you that we have six or seven veto votes. Guarantee yep. it. Two from Sean. Two of them from Sean. Just because. So. All right, let's, let's talk about Tennessee. Tennessee... Breaking news, folks. Tennessee Titans were in the AFC Championship this year. Yeah, they win that division next year or whenever we play football again. And so here's the notes I have. Can you win with just a running game? And is Ryan Tannehill the answer? So let's start with the second question first. We'll do it backwards. Is Ryan Tannehill? Obviously, the Titans think Ryan Tannehill is the answer because they gave him a contract. Yeah, I think if he started the season, they would have won that division. It's possible. They, once all, once they he was in for two or three games, like their offense started to click, and it showed. Uh, it's possible. I I just I I Brian Tannehill wasn't the answer in Miami when Miami had talent. How can he be the answer in Tennessee? The good news is Derrick Henry. Did Derrick Henry sign? He got tagged. He did, but did he sign his offer, or is it too early uh, for you to sign an I offer? Don't think he signed yet. Okay. I have to look that up. Um, yeah, I have no well, he's idea. He's not going anywhere. He's That's all that matters. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. And he's going to make a ton of money under the tag. So uh, he's going to stay there. But I mean, I, I don't even, I can't even tell you who their, their freaking wide receivers are. I just, I can't. AJ Brown. Who? Right. Oh, that's right. Adam Humphreys is there. Yeah. Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are the three wide receivers listed as starters. But all right, so outside of those three, you got Khalif Raymond, Cody Hollister. I don't think that's a real person. Uh, Cameron Batson. Oh, Rashard Davis is there. Remember him? Wow, there's a name, huh? <laughs> Rashard Davis is still there. And and, and, and they're, they're, the good news for Tennessee is they're deep at tight end. Jonu Smith came out this year and proved he's a pass catcher. Anthony Ferkser caught a couple passes, but they can both block. Now here's a question for you about the Titans. Do you think Delaney Walker can stay healthy and actually help them? Delaney Walker. Uh, Tight end. He's not on the squad. He's not in the squad. Oh, he's gone? Yeah, I believe I believe he is um his contract is up and they were like, no, no. No. <laughs> no. I believe uh yeah, he's a free agent. Oh, they didn't read that. All right, he's a free agent, and and um, and you you want to know you want to know the signs that you're you're not coming back. Um, the the Titans, uh, uh, there's a, a website called Titans Wire, and I just ran Delaney Walker really quick through a Google search to pull up that information. And the headline on Titans Wire is 
Titans tribute video for Marcus Mariota, Jarrell Casey, and Delaney Walker now on Aww. site. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, they released him. He's not a free. Yeah. Oh, they released Ryan Suckup too. Wow. Did he? He, he used to be good for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. So he's a he's a free he's a free agent. He'll land somewhere. He'll land somewhere. I know he's 35. He'll land somewhere because tight end is woefully thin. Jason Witten is still playing. Delaney Walker will find a home if he wants it. Yeah, think about that, folks. Jason yeah. Witten's still playing. So if Jason Witten is still playing, Delaney Walker can find a home if he wants it. That's all there is to it. Um, there's there's uh, NBC Sports does have a rumor up that um, uh, Delaney Walker could be going to San Francisco. I don't know how that makes a lick of sense um, unless you're you know that worried about what's his name getting constantly hurt. Kittle? The hell is that guy's name? Yeah, George Kittle. Who's that guy? George Kittle. So, so, te- so Craig, you heard it here first. Craig is picking the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South. Disagreeing with Craig would be the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> and my notes for them just says time to get younger at skill positions. <laughs> well, they, they signed Phillip Rivers. And on that note, hold on. Bush. What are we drinking for the second one? Is oh, it cl- the cloud source. I didn't like the cloud source personally. It just wasn't my kind of beer. Yeah. Okay, so Philip Rivers becomes the starting quarterback. He's a thousand years old, folks. A thousand. Not not just a normal thousand, like a lot of thousands. But he's not Tom Brady old. He's not. Well, who he, is? He's close. I'm pulling up their now, here, uh, here's a question for the Colts. Yeah. They traded their first round pick for a defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner. Yeah. How big of an impact do you think that matters for the Colts? But you think it's really going to it's going to have them win like any more games than they already did last year? What was the trade again? Remind me what I'm talking about. Uh they traded their first round pick, 13th overall. Oh, oh yeah, for, for who's, who's defensive it? tackle, DeForest Buckner. I don't think DeForest I don't think um I don't I don't think defense is their biggest liability. I, I really don't. I think their offense is so stagnant, it really doesn't matter. I'm looking at um, their starting lineup from la- this last year. If if you had to guess T.Y. Hilton's age, what would you say? 32. He's 30. That's close. He's 30. Uh, seven years in the league. The problem is there is, in their starting lineup this year, on the offensive side of the ball, there's only one or two guys – a lot of these guys, so here's years in the league, three, two, seven, one, six, eight, four, one, one, three. They got a lot of journeymen, a lot of early journeymen, and a lot of really old guys. I mean, they got three guys with six years or more. Jack Doyle's been in the league for six years. You know, so, I mean, I just, I look at this and I'm like, eh. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, defense, they've got a lot of guys. They've got a lot, the same thing. They've got a lot of guys in eight. They've got two guys in the eight years. Two of their defensive ends have eight years on the books and are in their 30s. Everybody else is under 27. So, hmm. you know, I I just I feel well. And then, of course, there's Adam Vinatieri, who's 47 years old. And that's not a joke. He's 47 years old. Um, At least he's older than us. Yeah. 47. Really? Is he that old? I think so. Yeah. Pro football references, he's 47? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing about Adam Vantieri, and I've said it before in this podcast. The guy smells good. That's all <laughs> I know about him. He walked by me at a card show one time. 
He said, excuse me, and he put his hand on my shoulder. I didn't even know who it was. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I stepped out of the way, and I caught a whiff of his cologne because he walked right in front of me, and man, did he smell nice. That's about <laughs> all I can tell you about Adam Vinatieri. So, yeah, so I think I think, I think, think that the problem – I think it's a lack of balance. Indy is very young in spots and very old in others. Um, two, of the, two of their guards were in their first year this year, were first-year guards. They were drafted in this last draft, the first and second round was spent on offensive line. Those guys have got to improve. So that was 2018 draft. So this was their first full year? Wait a minute. No, how is that possible? They were drafted in 2018. Oh, the 2019 season was their first season. Okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm misreading the years here. I forget we're in 2020. So they've got to get better. Thoughts on the Colts? I, I don't know. I mean, can't. my concern is if they can protect Phillip Rivers. So it's my the same concern I have for Tom Brady being the Bucks, And that's where I'm coming from. They've got to get better. The younger players have got to they, get better. They do because they both both of those quarterbacks switching teams, either their next time they play can be really good or really, really bad. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, hold on. I'm going to pull up their statistics this year. I give you, give, I'm going to give you one guess. Who led – oh, wait. Where's the team stats? I want to see – I want to see all team. I want to see individual stats. Okay, here we go. Who led in the um, Who led the New Indianapolis Colts in receiving yards this year? Go. Uh, Campbell. No, Paris Campbell's a good guess, but no, Zach Pascal. Really? Was their leading receiver with 607 yards? T.Y. Hilton was second with 501, and T.Y. only played 10 games. I get it. I get it, but Jack Doyle appeared in all 16 games somehow. I don't know how that's possible. The guy feels—I feel like the guy's on the on the injury report every week. <laughs> um, but I'm just looking at this list, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! All these guys—I mean, Naheem Hines was their fifth leading receiver. I just—I just Do you don't remember when it. he was going to be the next big thing at running back. Oh, I remember because I was one of the guys screaming he was going to be the next big thing at running back. I—I <laughs> I was screaming it. I was screaming it. So, yeah, I kind of – I was way off on that. I will be the first one to admit, folks, when I screwed one of these things up and that when I screwed up. I, I was wrong about that. So, all right, let's talk about Jacksonville. All right, so this is where Poor the beer was really kicking in. <laughs> Here's what I have written down next to Jacksonville. It says <laughs> – Okay. It says Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says. Right, I'm going to literally read this word for word. No, there's, there's more words here. I am hoping they'll make sense to you, but I doubt it. Blake Bortles. They have two quarterbacks. Neither one is a quarterback. <laughs> and then there's just two words after that. Hey, structure. What the hell were we thinking? Uh, well, we're on like our fifth beer by then. Hey, structure. What does that even mean? I think I sort of remember cinch mentioning that is that the jaguars as a team have no structure that's possibility that's, Did I that's, to write where, bad? that's where my brain's going with that if i if i go to all right, let me open up my keyboard here on my iphone okay and if uh oh 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 no uh, well, uh, hmm? yeah i mean yeah actually if I was swiping, it's entirely possible that I tried to write bad because the B is right underneath the H. 
Oh, okay. And the E is almost right over the A. It's one spot over. So if I was trying to write bad and accidentally swipe too far, it might have thought I was trying to write hey. So that you actually congratulations, you probably you interpreted my drunk swipe. <laughs> so so quarterbacks. The, to me, the issue with Jacksonville, Jacksonville was six and ten this year. The issue was not, from my personal perspective, was not as much defense as it was the the offense. The offense was no, really, I mean, really Minshew bad. Minshew didn't do bad. Really? I mean, okay, he could have been worse. I mean, the defense wasn't stellar. I, I'm looking at uh, uh, NFL profootballreference.com and they had them ranked at like 21st in the league so they weren't a good offense I mean a good defense rather but their offense was ranked 26th in points 26th all right so here's here's a question for you they signed Terry Goodwin and Tyler Eifert will it make will it matter who was the first one uh uh Terry Goodwin receiver no no what about Tyler Eifert if he's healthy. That is the question, folks. That is the question. He was an amazing tight end when he could walk. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their their their, their numbers from this year, and I'm looking at the defense. The defense gave up, let's see, gave up over 400 yards a handful of times. Oh, wait, late in the season it got ugly. I okay, think that's so when they started just to give up. <laughs> so teams that scored, that got at least 400 yards on them between passing and rushing. So 400 total yards. I, that that to me is a good game because that means your rushing game got about 150. Your passing game got at least 250. That's a solid offensive performance if you get 400 yards. They, they, they opened the season against the Kansas City Chiefs. They gave up 491 yards. They were the eventual Super Bowl champions. Sorry. Carolina Panthers in week five, 445 yards. Uh, week nine, Houston Texans. Okay, so aside from the Panthers, these are both teams that made the playoffs. Tennessee Titans in week 12, 471 yards. Okay, again, that was another AFC championship team. The LA Chargers got 525 yards of offense on them in December. In really? Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. And then two weeks later, they gave up 518 total yards to the Falcons. Wow. But now I look at the offense. So what would you say, total yardage, what's a bad game for offense? In general? In general. Total <clears throat> offense. If they had to put a number of yardage on it. What would be a bad game for an offense? Total yards? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything under 300. Okay. I would say 300 to 250. Yeah. You want to know how many times they failed to get 300 yards on offense? Uh, One, Six. Really? Two, three. Oh, he's counting. Four, five, six, seven times in 16 games. Wow. They failed to get to at least 300 yards. They put up 226 yards against the Saints. They only gave up. And by the way, that game was in Jacksonville. They lost that game to the Saints, and the final score was 13-6. to They held really? the New Orleans Saints on the road because the Saints are always worse away from the Dome, but they held the New Orleans Saints to 13 points and didn't win the game. Wow. That actually, honestly, you know what? That's impressive. That takes a lot of skill. That is just shocking to me. Absolutely shocking to me. 13 to 6. 
you held Drew Brees to 222 yards passing, and you held the Kamara effect to 104 yards. And you did not win the game. You couldn't score a single touchdown. They couldn't score a touchdown against Houston three weeks later. They scored one touchdown against the Chargers, losing 45 to 10 because they gave up 525. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a tire fire. And quarterback is only one of the many, many problems there. Gardner Minshew, I do not believe is the answer. You don't believe in his mustache? No, I believe he has one. (laughs) Which he does. I believe he has one. But I, I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. And, and you want to know how woefully bad this team is offensively overall? Gardner Minshew was their second leading rusher. That is bananas. That just second leading rusher. You know, the only <clears throat> bright spot on that team for me is DJ Shark. That's it. He was the only person with a oh, thousand DJ yards receiving. You know, and it took it took our friend Sean about three or four weeks before he tried starting to put DJ Shark's name into the Baby Shark song. And the moment he went, DJ Shark, I said, no. I I hate that freaking song. (laughs) Hate it. Hate it. Oh, anyway. All right. So Craig is picking the Tennessee Titans to win. This is just for me. This is a woeful division for real football. And there's just going to be bits and pieces you're going to be able to use. DJ Shark is obviously an interesting potential fantasy player. Marlon Mack is a very interesting fantasy player. David Johnson is not. You're just going to have to pick and choose here. But you're not looking at any of these offenses and saying, wow. Like, I still look at New Orleans and say, wow. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback who's in the twilight of his career, but a Hall of Fame quarterback with a running back out of the backfield who's elusive and can catch the ball. Meanwhile, you've got Michael Thomas who can run any route he wants, any time he wants. None of the teams we've talked about in this have any of that. <laughs> no. Any of that. Who's the best quarterback in that division? Deshaun Watson. It's got to be. Yeah, no, he is. But he's got no but running he's back. He's on the wrong team. Yeah, he's got no running back, and his best wide receiver was just traded for the no running back that he has. Tennessee Titans have possibly the best running back in the game, but their best wide receiver is Adam Humphreys. The Colts are a combination daycare center slash geriatric ward, (laughs) and Jacksonville can't score six points at home against the freaking Saints. Wow. Wow. That's honestly, this might be the worst division of football. And I know the NFC East. I know. (laughs) I know. That's what I was going to say. This might be the worst division of football because none of them. There's no. So if you're looking at these four teams, in my mind, there's no Hmm. reason the Titans shouldn't win that division. But all right. So the Titans would be the division winner, right? Yep. Is their division winner better than the division winner in the NFC East? I mean, go team by team. If the Titans win, are the Titans better than the Cowboys? The Cowboys are probably the most. I know we've talked about the Cowboys or the Eagles. Either one of those teams is going to win. The Cowboys at least have pieces at offense. You've got Cooper. You've got um, Zeke. What's this? Zeke, thank you. We just drew a blank. And you got Dak. Okay. You can't say that about the other teams here. None of the teams in this division have pieces like that lined up to go. 
No, I think the Titans problem is the receivers. I mean, AJ Brown is is good, but I, I don't, mean, and let's and with the other the two, two, I don't know. Compare the two worst teams, Washington and Jacksonville. Ooh. I actually think the Redskins are in a better place than the Jaguars are. I mean, they have 15 quarterbacks, so I just I and it's hard for me to say that a team that won three games last year is in a better position than Jacksonville, but I think they might be. <clears throat> you think so? I, I personally do. I'll put if you're telling me I got put money on the table right now, who's going to have more wins this season? I'll take Washington over Jacksonville. I, I just I, I don't see Jacksonville just has nothing to Gardner Minshew is is a fantastic personality and he's generating all sorts of love. But the, it's just he's got DJ Shark and nothing else. And you know what? It's not the people are gonna f- have figured out DJ Shark. There's tape on him now. They know what he does. This is why second year receivers don't have good back to back seasons technically. Typically, if you come out as a rookie, you don't have a good second year. There's True. tape on him now. There's a lot of tape on him now. So anyway, we're out of time. Believe it oh, or not. Oh, sad. Believe it or not, we're out of time. Um we are working out our schedule for the off season folks. Um, Craig and I are working on trying to balance it out so that we can get to that magical 50 episode mark right for the end of June. So that God willing, we'll be at a point where we can start talking about fantasy drafts and doing our fantasy roundtable series again in July, which while it feels like a rushed shit show from my perspective, everyone seemed to enjoy, um, and enjoyed participating in, um, We'll get to sit there and wait for Sean to be ready for six years again. <laughs> yes. We could record three episodes before Sean's ready to record his first. I mean, he just, the man just takes forever to set up, but um, we will be back next week and we'll probably do another out of date. I, I don't, I'm scared to look at the AFC West notes because, you know, <laughs> Hey structure came out of this one. I don't know what I have written down for the AFC West. No, we'll find out. We'll find out. And uh, you know, in the meantime, my final thought will just be, <laughs> Stay safe out there, everybody. Craig, what have you got for your final thought today? Uh, same as last time, stay home if you can. Uh, you know, don't go out. If you do go shopping and you don't use, like, Instacart or Amazon Prime or whatever, uh, just go and get what you need and leave. Yes. Don't, don't just wander around. Don't look at prices. Oh, my God. I was yeah. stuck behind two people trying to find one particular can of diced mushrooms the other day (laughs) and they're blocking the aisle and the mushrooms are dead center in the aisle. So I walked up and I stopped a good 10, 15 feet away and they looked right at me and just continued to argue over which mushrooms they needed. And I'm just, I stood there not even joking a solid three minutes, which doesn't sound like a long period of time, but you try standing in a supermarket aisle when you're trying to get the hell out of there for three solid minutes and not feel like you've been standing there forever. I finally just turned around and went the other way, which is a violation of the one-way rules we have in Connecticut. You're not supposed to do that. (laughs) I kept waiting for the the, the, the shop. What if you're walking backwards? I think Mm. you have to beep like a truck, but I think that's legal. (laughs) I think you have to make some sort of warning beep to show that you're moving (laughs) backwards. So... Yeah, but yes, but everybody stay safe and, uh, you know, please thank you for listening. Continue to listen. We're hoping that we can bring a little bit of sanity to this insane time and give you guys a little bit of a distraction. Um, you know, there's a there's and, and this is a great time, by the way, folks, not that we don't enjoy you listening to us, but check out a lot of other podcasts. There's a lot of great content out there across a variety of mediums. 
Um, if you're like me and you like uh, horror story kind of like ghost story stuff, there's a great podcast out there called Lore, which has been around forever. Um, Craig, let me ask that question. We've got a second. If you, Craig, if you uh, after you're done listening to us every week, what, what's your podcast of choice? Uh, there's another podcast that's kind of like Lore. They were sorry, I moved. There's a little echo. That's all um, right. They've been around for a while. It's called Astonishing Legends. They talk Ooh. about creepy kind of stuff, and I think they're in our area. Really? Yeah. Our Astonishing Legends. I'll check that yep. one out too. Um, for me, I do like uh, Hollywood Babylon. I do like ID10T with Chris Hardwick, and then I have a bunch of like tech podcast that probably most people would find boring if you like wrestling however since we talked about wrestlemania sure uh talk is jericho is good and so is uh stone cold's podcast as well stone cold's the a steve, good podcast. The steve austin show steve austin does a good job i've, I've heard his podcast before so yep um, oh and then a... one last thing since we're all like you know now i have to say now like we're getting takeout you know, and we're changing containers of food. Yep. We're wiping down things. This is not the apocalypse I signed up for. No. At all. Not not no. at all. Um, I, I would have preferred the quicker kill. If you're looking for, the, you know, the thing that everyone's going to happen with the zombies and the, the rationing and, and then everyone gets a shotgun and an eye patches and, you know, all that stuff. Eye patches. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like Escape from New York. That's what I, that's what I was thinking of. I just got I I don't remember the guy's name. But I just got the picture of the grizzled colonel from the Babylon, uh, not Babylon, the Battlestar Galactica reboot. <laughs> so yeah, like Snake Plissken or Walking Dead or anything like that. Um, yeah, no, there's is, a this... there's a podcast that came out a long time ago, and my friend Rich uh, turned me on to it. It's set up like a radio drama. So people are acting, there's sound effects. I will say the sound effects, because they do use guns, does get loud, so be careful of your volume. Uh, It's a podcast called We're Alive. Interesting. Uh, It's it's about, you know, it's the same same thing along, uh, like, Walking Dead. All of a sudden, some crazy zombie thing happens, and then everything, like, kind of crumbles. Uh, Wow. So it's, it's really, really well done high quality yeah. and we were out of time 10 minutes ago so we are um, sorry <laughs> that's all right listen listen we gotta you gotta do what you can do to keep saying this day and age folks hang with us we're all gonna get through this together in the meantime do leave us a review wherever you listen to us on apple podcasts on player fm on stitcher oh and we're google on, podcasts if you have an android are are we on google now is that is that yeah official? if you look us up on the google the new google podcast player on android or ios uh, we're there i'm still trying to get alexa to to recognize the word fig nuts um so <laughs> maybe I don't she rec- will one day yeah i mean it's you can it, she understands i'm looking for a podcast but she can't figure out what podcast i'm trying to find um and i've been assured by both the alexa people and by apple that we're we're programmed in there but you know good luck with that um yeah but leave us a review wherever you 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 listen to us email us fignutsdfs at gmail.com uh we're on facebook i'm experimenting with facebook live so please feel free to come on and leave us comments there um and uh we will be back next week until then everyone be safe and be happy my name is Britt. i'm craig and we are the football fignuts podcast